Welcome to a podcast where I answer all the questions that no one is asking. Maybe a little narcissistic, but hopefully a lot of fun. My name is Austin Oliver, and this is Conversations with My Microphone. Hey, look, you're back listening to my voice. Thank you for joining in on another episode. I thought today we would talk about um, song titles. So um, we're going to talk about the song titles to Rebirth, as well as my upcoming album, Escape, which is going to be a full-length 11 songs um, piece. And I'm super excited about this one. This one's a little bit different for me. I actually wrote all the music out beforehand. By wrote the music, I made a chord chart and told my right hand to do whatever you want, but left hand stick to these notes. Um, but we we're going to break down some of the song titles uh, to both of them, and I'm really excited about that um, because when you listen to music, the first thing that you normally come across um, when you pull up a new album uh, is going to be the song titles. You may get lucky and you listen to a playlist and you hear a banger. Uh, and you don't even know the name of the song, and you go back and find it. But most of the time, especially if you're uh, tiny like me, um, nobody knows who I am. They may sing the they may see the uh, song titles, and they're like, "Oh yeah, I'll give that a listen." Or that looks stupid. I'm not listening to that. Um, so I kind of want to dive into that <clears throat> with Rebirth. Uh, again, if you if you actually listen to the other ones, uh, this was all Rebirth was written because I was writing a movie script and um, was working with a melody. And the first song that I actually wrote was Pulse. Uh, again, these are all improv. Um, I had no clue what the heck I was doing when I wrote these. I just sat down and played and hit record. Um, but that song originally was titled Sarah's Song um, for the character that I was writing for. Um, I didn't want to put that on the album, Sarah's Song. Um, because what about everybody else's songs? My wife's name is not Sarah, and I don't want her to get offended. So what I did is um, kind of thought back through the the story that I was writing. And the character was going through kind of a new rebirthing process. Um, and, a, and all of this is a, against the backdrop of we just got stuck in quarantine due to the uh, pandemic of 2020. So I was working from home. My wife was working from home. My son um, was out of daycare, and so we were all trying to figure out how to do life in the in the chaos. Um, wasn't able to go to church and be with my uh, my brothers there and, and brothers and sisters there, or small group, or really have any kind of communication with anybody. And so I was writing this story at the time, um, nothing to do with the pandemic. It just that a lot of those feelings and emotions I was having in real life were coming across in the page. And so when I wrote Pulse, um, that was kind of being seen. And so the character, the main character in the story was going through this rebirthing process. Um, I was going through this weird process uh, dealing with life. And so when I sat down and finished all these songs, I kind of came up with this, this idea of a rebirth. Um, so the first track on Rebirth is called The Start of It All. That's a multifaceted thing. It's the first song, so it's starting in it. Um, it's also the start of hopefully a musical journey that I'll take in, in doing hopefully a few albums. I don't know. 
Um, we'll see where, where life takes me, but so there's that. And then I also think of birth. Uh, you're starting everything new. Um, and so those songs, if you take a step back and you look at them, you're like, okay, the start of it all. So boom, baby's born into the world. Hopefully the first thing that happens is there's a pulse. Um, and then as you grow older, we hope we find hope, right? We're seeking hope. We have hope in the future. Um, then as you get older, then that hope turns into maybe a depressive state. Uh, maybe that hope turns into a, a moment of um, quietness and you need to be awakened from. So awake. Um, and then you get to do it all over again with rebirth. And I feel like life is just full of seasons that ever are always ever changing. Um, you've got good times and you've got bad times. You've got ups and you got downs. And I thought that, especially in this moment, you know, with COVID still in act, um, with uh, political turmoil, with um, a culture shock almost, uh, it's just a, it's a weird time. And I feel like we as a people need a rebirth. And so with that whole album, I thought that was kind of going through the back of my mind with all of this. There was a lot of emotional turmoil going on inside of me and, and the world that we live in. And so, um, that's kind of those song titles in, in a nutshell. Um, we can always dive into those more. If you, if you have questions about them, send me a message. I'd love to talk to you about them. Um, but the, uh, the new album coming out escape, I, uh, I actually wrote it and some of it's kind of emotional. Some of it's goofy and fun um but the song titles it was that it was really i had a lot of fun trying to pick these out i think my my second love to music is definitely movies um and so when i was writing these song titles out i, I was looking for inspiration from maybe some of my favorite movies that i've watched you know this year um you know of course some of them are old that i've recently watched again and um maybe pulled some from you know i didn't want to sit there and write a Hans Zimmer piece or a or Gia Kino piece or, or anything like that. I wanted to write my own, um, but possibly take take ideas from uh, particular movies and maybe something that makes them special, um, makes them memorable. For instance, uh, I wanted to use that. And so, with the song titles of Escape, um, we start off with Monolith, um, which of course is taken from 2001: A Space Odyssey by Kubrick and um, the how I came how basically I came up with all these things is I was I was driving one day I don't remember what I was doing or where I was going but for me I get these random words that pop in my head I don't know if it's an OCD but they just play on repeat and it just so happened monolith was that one for the day and um if you google monolith it's usually just a a giant standing rock um and it just so happened I watched 2001 probably a month or two before and so, of course, when I think of Monolith, that's the only thing I think of is this giant black thing. Um, the start of the movie that, you know, shows throughout. Um, it's kind of the main plot point. Anyway, but I just think about that just big, standing, black stone. Um, I think it was built out of resin for the movie, but um, it's just strong, and it's just intense. Uh, and you 
there's one scene in the movie where they they get close to and it's like singing slash screaming at you and that's just nuts so i was thinking when i was writing monolith okay the opening sequence everybody knows uh that song so what if i did that and we're entering into an album kind of at the beginning of time just like uh, the movie so it's this big we're going from a g to a c and then we're doing a C and then we're just adding in this nasty E flat. Uh, and I could do that a couple times. It's just, just dissonance. It's just overtaking. Um, but yeah, I just thought that that's such a great idea to use movies as an, uh, a plot point in the, in the story that I'm telling and through my music. And so what better way to start off than Mr. Kubrick, who, um, set so many milestones with that movie so first track is going to be called monolith and the the second track is going to be called plymouth um plymouth (laughs) is very interesting so um there's a really intense um and and visually stunning movie called the witch or the vivich um by mr eggers which uh, it's funny when I actually watched the movie, I think I had the flu and I was in a bathtub with boiling hot water. I think I had a cold compress in my head and I was just felt like death. Um, but I remember watching that movie and I was just so taken aback because I was getting excited for, um, the lighthouse that was coming out. I was just super excited. Never watched any, anything or heard of Robert Eggers before. Um, but I was like, I've got to watch this movie because I want to kind of get to know the director a little bit and see what I'm getting into when I watch The Lighthouse. And the movie just blew me away. The story, the visuals, the music was good and intense. Um, I, I liked the the goat. <laughs> Black Phillip, I think, was his name. Um, man, I just thought that movie was incredible. And it's it was in the probably my top 20 movies of all time. Um and so when I was coming up with these song titles, I was like, dude, I've got to fit this in. I loved watching this movie. Um, I think this was last year. And I watched it, uh, of course, probably two or three more times. When I find a movie I really like, I, I binge it multiple, multiple, multiple times. Um, and The Witch was definitely one of those. Um, and we've already talked about, but The Lighthouse, um, golly, with Willem Dafoe and Mr. Pattinson. Holy cow, uh, talking about a uh, master class in visuals. Um, and, and for The Lighthouse, I chose the name Proteus. And Proteus was, there's speculation, uh, William Willem Dafoe's character could have been Proteus. Basically, Proteus was this um, Greek sea god who could uh, transform into anything he wanted. Uh, he was all-knowing and just this really cool character. There's a scene in that movie, um, which I don't know, maybe uh, um, Pattinson's character has gone crazy or what, but he sees the figure maybe kind of in full full form, um, Willem Dafoe's character in full Proteus garb. Proteus garb. Um, so I just thought that was beautiful. There's no, no foghorns or anything in the song, um, which I definitely thought about, but I couldn't make it work. Uh, but that the title is definitely an homage uh, to both pieces by Mr. Eggers. Um, the the next one 
uh, is called Reverse. Um, I think originally it was titled something else. And uh, it was before I went and watched Tenet by Nolan. And um, that movie blew me away. There's actually a couple. It's funny. Um, side note completely. When I watch a movie and I find an actor that I really like, I will binge watch all of their movies. And uh, I definitely did that with Tom Hardy. He's one of my favorite actors of all time. Um, if you notice, his right pinky is, is very crooked. Um, it's stuck like that much like my left hand my pinky is is completely stuck at a 86 degree angle and it is awful um anyway so another pattinson movie was tenet and i like this idea of things kind of reversing in time as things still progress and there's a little bit of that in the song but um but yeah so the the the, the title reverse is straight up pulled from tenet and then um Song number five was, uh, it's based off of a, um, I'm going to butcher this guy's name, and it's uh, Yargos Lathamos, um, another incredible director, uh, binge-watched quite a few of his movies as well, um, but if uh, the title of the track is called Iphigenia, Iphigenia, I don't know how to pronounce it, I'm a good southern boy, um, but it's a fascinating story and the, the movie that's it's coming from is the killing of a sacred deer and it's uh nicole kidman colin farrell a, a spectacular movie um go watch it right now i think it's on uh, netflix that's going to be right next to the next song that i'm gonna tell you about um i'm not going to give the the movie away but basically the the story goes um Iphigenia is the daughter of Agamemnon, um, and he's got to sacrifice his daughter so that he can win in the Trojan War. And there's this um, struggle that the that Agamemnon has. Uh, this has nothing to do with the movie, but it's kind of a, a plot toy, I guess you can you can say that, that I think he pulled from. Um, so I, I just absolutely love that movie. I love that idea um, of having to make a, a decision as hard as that uh, and I just thought it was fascinating and then I think if anybody knows Yargos they're gonna go straight to the lobster um which <laughs> I adore it's not for everybody these movies are not gonna be for everybody um if you want to be bored out of your mind in a really 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 good way and and laugh at things that you probably would never laugh at if they happened in real life um these movies might be for you, but The Lobster, uh, it's another Yargos film with uh, Colin Farrell. Um, almost said Firth, and that's terrible. Colin Farrell, and I think uh, Rachel Weiss, John C. Riley's in it as well. Um, who else is off the top of my head? Ben Warshaw, I think. There's also a wonderful actress <clears throat> that I can't think of her name. She was in... She's in most of uh, Ricky Gervais's shows, um, but she plays the biscuit woman in that in The Lobster, and I just love it. I freaking love that movie. I've watched it probably a dozen times. Um, visually, it's just spectacular, and story-wise, I think it's I've never seen anything like it. Um, so yeah, so you have The Lobster. Um, 
The seventh uh, song is called Soju. Uh, I think if anybody thinks about 2019, um, the movie that a lot of people are thinking about besides The Joker or Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is going to be Parasite, Um, which is just a spectacular movie. Uh, I love foreign films. Um, Most, I, I really enjoy like, uh, Chinese films, um, it's just visually, they're incredible, and I think that Parasite, the story is, uh, just beautiful, the way that the, um, cinematography is, I think is just gorgeous, I think it's absolutely gorgeous, and again, these aren't movie reviews, these are just things that I pull from to, to write these song titles, because all my music is, uh, piano-inspired, so, Soju, I think at the end of the song, the son is singing a song uh, called, excuse me, at the end of the movie, I think the son is singing a song called One Glass of Soju in the English. Soju is just a, like a, kind of like a uh, grain alcohol. So, Soju, we're just talking about a Korean alcohol here. Um, then we move on to Gourmand. Uh, so not all these are going to be movie titles, so Gourmand He's basically a person who loves eating and drinking. And I think of the, the best person that encompasses eating it would be uh, Sir Hannibal Lecter. I don't know if he's actually knighted, but Hannibal Lecter from the show Hannibal. If you haven't watched the show Hannibal and you can deal with blood and guts and an amazing story and accents that you're not 100% sure what they're saying, but it sounds beautiful, go watch it. They finally put it back on Netflix, and sweet lord, I went back and rewatched the whole thing. I freaking love that show. Mads, what an incredible actor. Um, he's, again, another one of those that I went and binged quite a few of his movies. Um, but Gourmand is based off of Hannibal. Uh, the next song title is called Nikas, N-I-K-A-S. Uh, it's another Pattinson film called Good Time, and... I think that's all I'm going to say about that film. There's a cringe-worthy scene that makes me uncomfortable, but it doesn't push the, the character. And, uh, again, I enjoyed that film. And I, the song... What is that song called? Um, the, the Pure and the Damned. It's like an Iggy Pop song uh, with the, the guy who um, did the whole soundtrack. The the Nika song is, is pulled from that um that song is like one of the only songs that actually inspired well that one and grimaldi the next song those two were inspired from a particular song on the on the soundtrack so nikas the the pure and the damned really influenced um kind of the chord progression the 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 emotions that you feel when listening to nikas um hopefully that played into if you put that to the backdrop of, of the movie as well, I really hope that that would work because um, it gives you this emotional imbalance that I really, really liked. Uh, and then Grimaldi um, is taken from the Joaquin Phoenix movie Joker, which was, you know, in and of itself just a fantastic film. Uh, but the the soundtrack by, uh, I think it's a Hildy. I don't know how to pronounce her name. Um, Hilder, I believe. Anyway that that one um 
Grimaldi was pulled loosely from Call Me Joker, kind of the same idea. Uh, the, the song title, Call Me Joker, pulling from that idea of this rebirth again. Um, but this just weird dissonance that I just, I adored um, that film and then writing that song as well. Um, so yeah, that's kind of the basic structure. That's all 10 of those songs, but the 11th one is Escape. Um, escape, I use movies as an escape. I use um, music as an escape. Sometimes reality just sucks and you got to get away. So you put on a good movie, put on some good tunes. Sometimes at the same time, who knows? Um, but escape is just that. It's just, I'm using these films as an escape from reality. Um, I'm using music as an escape from reality, letting my emotions that I don't know how to verbalize come out uh, through my music. And so I wrote an escape. And then it's really interesting when I was writing escape. Um, I also wrote lyrics when I was sitting down to actually write the song. Um, particular lyrics were coming to mind about how we are all looking for an escape. And um, we're all just trying to build an escape. And uh, I thought it was really interesting. Now, the vocals for the the song Escape will not be on the album. I may, however, one day when I feel a little bit more confident in myself, actually put it out there. But for right now, it's not. Um, But basically, I'll I'll read them out to you and see what you think. This is super embarrassing. But... um, Basically, I fell by the wayside looking for a place to plan my great escape. I uh, fell into the ocean searching for a place to write down my plans to build an escape. Then I became a witness of growing pain, broken-hearted people trying to build their escape. And I fell into a pit of bitter disdain, searching for a like-hearted builder building their escape. I know the reason. I know the pain. I know that they're looking to build an escape. I know their reason. I know their pain but I know what it takes to build an escape. So yeah, that's me um, being vulnerable to my microphone. (laughs) Maybe somebody's listening, I don't know. If you are, and you're trying to build an escape, or if you use movies as an escape, or if you, uh, you use music, or if you're using my music as an escape, I would love to hear about it. Find me on Instagram. Austin Oliver Music. You can also find me on Twitter at the T H E Austin Blake B L A K E O. If you want to be on the show, if you want to actually ask me some questions, if you have burning questions that you're just like, I need to know the answers to these questions. What kind of coffee does he drink? What's his favorite coffee cup? Austin, can you give me five movies to go and watch right now that I've never heard of? Send me a message. If you want to uh, just chit-chat off the microphone, I need friends. If you have my phone number, text me. Or or Instagram me. Get my phone number. We'll talk. We'll chit-chat. We'll get to know each other. But this this has been the, the third installment of Conversations with My Microphone. And I'm Austin Oliver. And until next time.